Good morning, good afternoon. Uh, well, I'm assuming it's good morning because you're out on your morning gratitude walk, number one. <clears throat> and today, uh, uh, I hope you can see the beauty of the trees and the birds and you're warm and you're friendly and the sun hasn't come up yet. And uh, well, you, you could even have your protein shake or something really beautiful in your hand. And well, here we are walking around and this uh, audio should take about 10 minutes, so it won't occupy the whole of your walk. So we're talking today about life balance and um, from a very young age, we're encouraged to be happy, to be super high. Uh, we're never encouraged to be moderate, to be calm, to be, I don't know what the word is, uh, um, um, ambivalent. And so we learn that an emotional high is a good thing and an emotional low is a bad thing. We learn that pretty quick. So we label things negative, sad, or uh, uh, we didn't get what we want, or disappointing or frustrating. We call that bad. And we call getting what we want, being happy, tasting sugar, being delighted, uh, achieving things, being um, acknowledged or rewarded and uh, as being positive and being punished as negative. And then we go out in the big wide world and then we say, I want to get life balance. And what we mean by that is I want to go to work and get remunerated or rewarded for all the good things at work. And then I want to come home and have the same experience, the emotional high from home. Now, this is a really tri big, tricky thing. And of course, workplaces encourage this. But the truth of the matter is, when, when there's seven areas of life uh, and we go and get a high in one area of life, we're going to be out of balance in another counterbalancing area of life. Or when we go to work and we try to have an all high, when the tough things come and we fail, we don't do well, We'll run home trying to feel, you know, feel sorry for ourselves. But the sad thing is when you get home and you're, let's, let's flip it upside down and say, let's say you have a really big high at work, an, an emotional high at work, and you walk in the front door going, hey, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm, I'm on cloud nine. Oh, look at me, I'm on cloud nine. And your partner will say, did you pick up the milk? Did you park the car in the right place? Or look what happened. Did you do this? And it's almost like they bring you down, but they only bring you down because you're up. Now, if you come in the front door, the opposite, and you go, oh, I had a really bad day at work and nobody loves me and it's a really tough job and for poor me, your partner will pick you up, bring you up. Now, we get addicted to this shit. And what happens is when we get picked up at home, and we're on a high at home because our partner picks us up when we're down, we go to work and we want the opposite. So someone who, for example, is being bullied at home or coddled, mollycoddled because they're stressed, comes alive at work. And if the person who was mollycoddling at home could see them actually enjoying their work and then come home, they would probably stop the mollycoddling. So we become an enabler. This is particularly pr uh, true with depression. When a person walks around the house depressed and everybody in the house, oh, you poor thing, you know, oh, pity party, poor thing, take your pills, oh, poor thing, you're really depressed, oh, you poor thing, poor thing. That person goes to work with really high expectations of themselves and they try to achieve highs. So 
one of the, the challenges uh, that we face is the emotional high-low thing rotating around the seven areas of life. The second part of this uh, problem is that we can go to work and be an absolute arsehole, incompetent and out of balance, overwork, sit down in a chair all day, um, be rude to people, not enjoy our work, be grumpy, and then go to yoga at the end of the day because we're stressed or we didn't enjoy the day or because the day was too tough. And we try to counterbalance bad behaviour, so what I call incompetence, with good behaviour, which is like a yoga class or a walk on the beach. And this concept of counterbalancing bad behaviour with good behaviour with, you know, uh, another example is a person who grinds their way through the day and they take too much coffee and they get onto a, 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 like a state of a little bit anger, a little bit determination, and they can't get off, so they have to have alcohol in the evening to pull them down off their uh, ivory uh, pedestal. A balanced person is balanced in each thing they do. They're not balanced by yoga or they're not balanced by meditation. When they go into meditation, they're balanced. It's unpleasant and pleasant. When they go to work, they're balanced. It's support and challenge. When a person is balanced in their finances, they're saving and they're spending. When a person is balanced in their love life, they're being supported and challenged by their partner. And so the list goes on. So today I would like you to as you go for a walk, look around you at nature's balance. You'll see dead leaves and you'll see alive leaves. You'll see uh, decay and you'll see birth. You'll see uh, wind blowing from one direction and, of course, the tree pushing back because if the wind is blowing and the tree doesn't push back, it, the tree falls. You'll see clouds moving in the sky and what the clouds are doing is going from a high-pressure zone to a low-pressure zone, seeking balance. You'll see um, uh, flight, which is the pressure under the wing to the pressure over the wing seeking balance. And that's how flight happens. So what I'd like you to do today is just observe the balance in things rather than observing the balance by things. Now, if you look at this non-locally, a macro level, if there's a forest in Australia burning, there'll be a... Uh, a forest somewhere in the world growing. We're very localised with our viewpoint because we read the paper and say, oh, boo-hoo, that's really sad. Like, there's a war going on somewhere, that's really sad. But we, we forget to have a look at somewhere in the world where there's no war going on and people are at peace and having a jolly good time of it. And therefore you go, oh, look at the balance of that. But I think for today, the purpose of this uh, conversation is to give you the idea that a person is... The person who needs balance is out of balance and the need for balance is the problem. The person who runs away from um, their, their problems is, is, or seeks the balance, the, the problem is the seeking because they can be balanced. It's just a perception. They can be balanced wherever they are if they're willing to look. A lopsided thought is an out of balance person. That's called an emotion. So rather than to say I'm going to have life balance by balancing work-life, it's better to say I'm going to have work-work balance, life-life balance, play-play balance, health-health balance. And that's one of the forms that I've given you to fill out today at the bottom of the page. Have a beautiful walk. We'll, I'll speak to you at, um, 
uh, gratitude walk number two. Bye for now.